Hello, this is Chrysler Chi and this is the very first episode of Ramblings of Chrysler. I am your host, Chrysler Chi, and since it's the very first episode, I would like to talk about myself, obviously, because it is Ramblings of Chrysler. So I'm a Filipino-Chinese mobile iOS engineer. I'm currently living in Japan and really like living here. The food is great. The culture is great. I was really into anime before. So that's one of the main reasons I moved into Japan. But previously I was working in Singapore and the Philippines uh, doing game development and iOS development. So the main reason why I started this podcast is I just want an outlet to share my thoughts on technology, particularly in iOS programming and maybe some stuff some things in the tech industry and how things work in Japan basically. So in this podcast I will be talking about a lot of things, mobile technology, games because I am still a gamer I think. I don't play as much as before but I still like games and because I also work in the game industry before particularly in mobile games and I'm going to talk about all the random stuff that's happening in Japan whether things crazy things that I've seen in Akihabara or just some busy or crazy stuff happening in Shinjuku or what in Japan so my podcast episode is probably going to last from 5 minutes to 30 minutes depending on the topic I guess I it's going to be a weekly podcast going to talk about a lot of things hopefully and hopefully all you guys like it well i'm just going to ramble on and on so i'm not sure if that's fun for you or not but i just want an outlet to let it out well that kind of sounds bad but yeah <laughs> i will be having guests from different industries uh, mostly from people that i know can be from an engineering perspective uh, or other industries and i'm hoping to share some very inter- interesting stuff with you guys on that and just so you know i'm not going to edit a lot of these uh recordings that i'm doing right now because i want it to be as natural as possible so if i kind of messed up here then well that happens <laughs> so i'm going to talk about how i wound up in japan basically So I was born and raised in the Philippines in a city called Davao which is the largest island in the southern Philippines I guess. And I was there mostly until college where I went to Manila and studied university in computer science. So university was a blast. I had a lot of fun, I had a lot of freedom. After that, I graduated and I needed to find work. So the first job that I got was actually as a game programmer trainee for a Japanese company that I didn't know about. So apparently that company was sending engineers to Japan, sort of like an outsourcing thing and I think there's a bunch of companies doing that not just in Philippines because you know, cheap labor Filipinos. Mm. Well, I'm not saying every, every Filipino is cheap, but yeah, most of the salary in Southeast Asia is pretty cheap compared to Japan or in the US. 
So I took the chance since it's my first job and hey, it's game programming, although I didn't really expect to land a pro game programming job. So they sent me to Japan for one year, kind of like a trainee type. And supposedly I would have a bond, so I have to work for that company for three, four years before I can leave. And it was okay because, hey, I'm, I was a fresh grad and I really wanted to go out of the country. So they sent me there for a year. I was 20 years old, I think, at that time. No, 19. All turning 20. <laughs> turning 20, I guess. Uh, no, I was already 20 years old. Okay. So I was there for a year, and my boss told me, like, hey, you gotta pass the JLPT, which is the Japanese language proficiency test level two which is business level in one year. So I was like, okay, I did not speak any Japanese or I did have a Japanese class, but I can't remember it at all. I struggled a lot just on the letters or the alphabet, I think. So, okay, cool. That's gonna be in a challenge, I guess, for one year. So the first month and a half, uh, all the kind of trainees, in that program were sent to like a learning center in Jap a Japanese learning center so for a month and a half it was all like just studying Japanese and going to like culture trips which is really really fun I guess um, I was I'm really thankful in that because I think the one month and a half really drilled the basics into me I learned all the basics uh, Japanese there and after a, a month and a half uh, we had to go to our respective companies and then start our training, quote-unquote. Now, the training is more on like real actual work itself and training. So basically, the program is uh, it's like getting cheap labor into Japan and sk cheap skilled labors into Japan. Because some of the other trainees ha are really experienced already or old and, you know, they just want to bring them to Japan and you know give them incentives or something so okay so after the one year uh, one month and a half of Japanese training I had to just self-learn Japanese and try to pass the JLPT by December which is around 11 months more and so I got into the game development company so I really like uh, Japanese games I was a fan, I'm still a fan of a lot of JRPGs, I played Final Fantasy, Star Ocean, um, all these games that I played as a kid really influenced me and I think I appreciate a lot of Japanese game companies because yeah, they make a lot of the games that I wanted to play. So I was really excited to like try my hand on game development. So. The company that I went to is a pretty small studio, but apparently in Japan, there's a lot of small studios and game game development studios, and they kind of help each other out. So, for example, if it's a game like uh, a big game like Square Enix or something, they outsource some of the stuff to smaller studios, maybe an art or some of the programming, some of the parts, and that's how that's how the game development industry was is in Japan. Uh, right now it's a bit different because there's a lot more mobile companies and they have a lot more money um, and they have a lot of people 
but I do think the people who are do who were doing console games are the more experienced ones. But unfortunately, I feel like they're also a bit underpaid and overworked compared to the mobile counterparts. That's just from my observation. And so yeah, okay, on to my first job. My first job, I was ready to program. And it was all C and C++. And it was using DirectX. I had to use DirectX for the first time. I had to study a bit, made some simple games, I guess just for studying or like just to learn and it was pretty hard right now i think game developers are very blessed to have all these game engines such as unreal and unity for free but before you had to make your own engine you have to interact with some basics uh opengl or DirectX directly just to put something out on the screen and then you have to have your own you have to do the whole uh collision then, you know, for example, the mouse clicks on your 3D object. You have to calculate that by yourself, and you calculate the vertex. And that was the time I realized, like, yeah, I should have paid a lot more attention on try, on geometry or physics in college or in in school, because that's the time I realized I can use all those stuff that they're teaching here in game development. If they told me that before, I would have paid more attention. But yeah, it was kind of hard. So after that, they let me go over like in QA testing for an actual game. It was for a Wii game before, um, kind of like a survival game, meaning you know you're stuck in a in a desert island and you have to get food, you have to chop, and yeah, I was pretty good at it. They just told me to like oh clear this game, you know, just to practice your QA skills or something. So I cleared the game and had almost all the ending oh sorry about that had almost all the ending and yeah it was such a it was such a pain just to get all the endings because uh you're there's a stamina and you get hungry a lot and then all the mini games like chopping wood frying just doing food all that man that was tiring and I even I even had it in my dreams like I was still cooking with the Wiimote and all that like yeah I was playing too much uh, and that's the time I realized like yeah all these game testers jobs are no joke you have to it's not just playing you have to really look at everything and it's really gonna burn you out with your game you're gonna you're not gonna want to look at your game again if you play it a bunch of times like a thousand hours or something so after that, it's like I get to QA a, a, a in development game at the time. It was like a four-player battle mech robot game. It was pretty fun. I mean, I get to play a multiplayer game now instead of like just playing by myself. That sounds wrong, but yeah. Uh, so when it was released, I was pretty excited and. We played it online as well, and I was in the top of the rankings because I was pretty good at that time. But I'm not sure if the game sold pretty well. At that time, I was already going to go back to the Philippines because my one year is almost up, and I had to take the test. I took the test, the JLP test, and luckily I was able to pass it. Yeah, really lucky. Um, but yeah, the whole one year experience really made an impression on me and my career, I guess. I really wanted to work in Japan. 
and working in the Japanese environment was pretty new they're very strict on time um, it's a game industry so it's not as strict as like in traditional companies like you don't need to wear a suit a lot of people actually came in late but you know they also work pretty late I mean in the company that I've been to I was mostly one of the few first few guys who left the office which is around 7 p.m. most of them like stay around 9 to 10 p.m. and yeah I can't do that I can't do that a lot I guess I could probably stay if it's crunch time like we really need uh, to submit something but nope I can't stay 12 hours in the office all the time but anyway I came back to the Philippines and suddenly the company I guess kind of disappeared the manager that I was in contact to in the Philippines suddenly wasn't responding and all that and at that time it was 2008 so there was a lot of like the financial crisis that also affected Japan so I heard like the company that hired me also was in a pinch or something so I don't know I guess I was laid off or something I didn't get any official word on that uh, just that okay they sent me for one year I, I think I benefited a lot from it and I didn't need to stay around for the next few years for the bond so hey it's a win for me so okay one year out of college and only have one year in experience in Japan the next job that I went to was at also another game development position it was in Game Love Manila um, they were just starting out in Game of Manila and um, I guess it was a pretty good experience uh, it was a bigger company a more stable company and I have no game love because I used to play some of their games in iOS and in like I think in handhelds I think I believe I played some games in Nintendo DS I think so I was in game love pretty excited and you know good to work in an environment where I understand everyone instead of just Japanese uh, so yeah working in a Japanese environment with me on the only foreigner there was pretty tough I guess no English speakers I was pretty much quiet there in Japan before but anyway so on to Game Love Manila Game Love Manila has a lot of cool people I really believe that game development studios outside Japan they have the culture is really really different like there's a lot of camaraderie a lot of people are having fun uh, they work they work hard but they also have play hard and have fun so that's the thing I appreciate there although my pay in game love wasn't really good but hey I was willing to learn a lot and I did learn a lot I released a bunch of iPad titles and a PSP title there uh, which is really good um, I met a lot of amazing people there and after a year and a half there I me and some former ex game love people wanted to form an indie company because hey we wanted to make our own iPhone game and you know try our luck in the app store that was in 2009 or 10 and then okay uh, we started something for three four of us and then our first game was like an ups it was a skirt flipping game which was based on a flash game that we were pretty much into before and you know it's basically like a, a very comical 
girls are coming in and you have just have to flip their skirts up with which you know isn't really sexual at all which is very very cartoony like and it was just a reflex game so we did development there using Cocos 2D iPhone at the time uh, we had development for like two three months and we were about to release into the app store and then suddenly Apple changed their guidelines which says like all these contents are banned now prior to that Apple had a lot of very how can I say it very uh, not good content like there's a lot of skirt flipping but there's a lot of super killing that's super bloody I'm not really sure on that and so we when we submitted it Apple said like hey all this like content all this game that you're sending is like we re we're rejecting it because it's against the guidelines and we tried to argue about it like hey what about this app that's in the app store right now this is far more sexual and all that or suggestive than ours well it's not like ours is suggestive at all but it's just supposed to be a fun game it just takes crack a lot of stuff so we were pretty bummed out on that we because it, it is an indie company so we're just bootstrapping everything there and so we had to move on we have to we just work on another game but yeah the inspiration in the first game didn't came like in the second or third so we are a bit struggling on the next few games on that but yeah I think we learned some very good lessons on the on the indie company so after the indie company uh, my parents kind of forced me to find another job because I wasn't really earning income for almost two years at the time I was just living off of my parents which is I'm ashamed to say but hey that's the truth so I tried to look for some jobs and I was able to land uh, an iOS developer job in Singapore when I was visiting and just tried applying to a bunch of different jobs there so even though I didn't really have an iOS development background I did make games for the iPhone so I know how to use Xcode I know how to instrument the memory usage but I've never made an iOS normal app before so all those table views before was kind of foreign to me I guess and using Objective-C so during that two-year stint in Singapore I was learning a lot of Objective-C mostly by myself because the previous developer left he just basically hired me as a replacement and that's it he was just there for a, less than a month and then I inherited all the projects and code so it was pretty small startup like company uh, for uh, Norwegian bosses and I made quite a lot of apps for them almost once a month or even two projects at the same time so I was learning a lot during just the first few months and it was pretty good pretty cool and I felt very very productive although I do wish that I had like a mentor before just to show me around but eventually I just need to have more discipline to myself and just try to improve my code and all that so one year two years in Singapore and then I was kind of ready to go back to the Philippines and try to make my own company again and at a time like there was a recruiter that called me like hey do you want to work in Japan and I'm like 
okay. So I didn't really think too much about it. I uh, just got a call and then said like, okay, here they're looking for like some engineers for Japan. And yeah, it's a permanent position and all that. And it seems to be a pretty big company, which I've never heard about. But I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, I tried applying for Japanese companies before, but it was horrible to apply from outside Japan. So they just suddenly called me because they saw my resume in a job website in Singapore. And I, I wrote in my resume that I was able to speak English and Japanese, which is true. Although my Japanese is pretty rusty. Um, so I got hired. And like one month, two months later, they said, hey, your, your work visa is approved and you can go to Japan. And like, okay, well, was a bit surprised and really didn't expect much, but... Hey, it's my chance to go to Japan again. So, okay, cool. So I packed my bags and on June 2013, I believe. No, June, July 2016. Uh, 13, 13. I went to Japan, packed all my bags, and began my life in Japan again. So the company that hired me is like a very big company, but it's a very old and I have... It feels like a. It, they said it's a networking company, like an, uh, you know, net, computer networking, but all their employees there are like, yeah, they're not experienced at all, and I think a lot of the revenues are like, just, uh, dispatching people to other companies. So they hire skilled I, engineers, foreign, uh, bilingual engineers, and then have them work to some other bigger companies, and they collect two three to four times of their salary from the person. It's like, this is crazy. And once I found out my salary and what I'm doing is still going to be a mobile development, I was like, okay, I want a pay raise or I'm just going to quit. Uh, but of course, quitting right away wasn't really a good idea because I didn't have any contacts and I had to move out of the company dorm. So I had to do all that first before I actually move out. And then... It was, I move out eventually still, and then I went to a game develop, a few game development studios here in Japan, working on mobile social games, which uh, broadened my experience a lot, I guess. I learned how a lot of the companies here make their games in the Japanese market, and wow, the Japanese mobile market is huge. Having just a moderate hit is good enough for a company. But yeah, getting that hit is pretty hard, I guess, even more so right now. So after I worked for a bunch, two to three game development companies here, I wanted to switch back to iOS development because I was kind of burned out with the game industry and I just wanted to switch back to iOS app development. So I was able to go to a small startup like just, just to review my skills. But I didn't really want to stay that long at that startup, so I moved to another smaller, well, small mid company, and this is the current company that I am right now, and it's pretty good. I really like my situation right now. Um, could have been much better, but I'm not complaining at all. So yeah, that's basically how it is in my life. I probably skip a few other important stuff right in between there. But hopefully I will share on that in the next few episodes and 
or more on more topics about one particular time of my life I guess and anyway that ends this episode and I really hope you guys you guys like listening to me as much as I like to talk thank you very much and see you on the next episode